G'day and welcome to Perco's Podcast, a podcast all about strategy, leadership and soul care. We're here to help you obtain your personal, professional and spiritual goals without losing your soul. We hope that today's episode is refreshing and gives you a new perspective. Now here's your host, Jason Perkins. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 26, part two of Perco's Podcast. As always, I hope it is well with your soul today, wherever you are listening from around the world. Like I mentioned on last week's episode, which was part one of this conversation, this is definitely a highlight of the podcast for me. I had the privilege and opportunity to interview Pete Scazzaro, who has greatly shaped through his writing, not only my faith, but my soul care journey as well, and also how I lead others to value the health of their souls as well. Recently, Pete put together a four-part masterclass based on the content of his new book, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, which we talk a lot about during this conversation. This masterclass was originally facilitated during a time that was not convenient for leaders in Australia and New Zealand. Pete has graciously allowed me the opportunity to facilitate this masterclass for Australian and New Zealand church leaders at a time that is conducive for those of us living down under. If you're interested in participating in the upcoming masterclass with Pete Scazzaro and other church leaders, I'd love for you to let me know and I'd love to include you in that. You can send me a direct message on social media, both on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is at Jason Perko Perkins, or you can just send me a good old fashioned email. Hello at jasonperkoperkins.com is my email address. I mentioned today's guest is soul care legend himself, Pete Scazzaro. On last week's episode, I shared about where I was personally when I came across Pete's work. So if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to that episode yet, make sure you go back and do that. For those of you who are not familiar with Pete, let me introduce you to him. Pete led New Life Fellowship Church for 26 years in Queens, New York, where he and his wife, Jerry, are still members. He also founded, co-founded Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, which is a phenomenal church discipleship culture that I highly recommend. Emotionally Healthy Discipleship is a groundbreaking ministry that moves the church forward by slowing the church down in order to multiply deeply changed leaders and disciples. Pete hosts the top-ranked Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast and is the author of a number of best-selling books, including The Emotionally Healthy Leader and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Pete and his wife, Jerry, also developed the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course, part one and two, a powerful resource that moves people from a shallow to a deep relationship with Jesus. Well, without any further ado, I hope you enjoy part two of this conversation with my good friend, Pete Scazzaro. I want to turn the conversation, Pete, in a slightly different direction to something you talk about in your book. And, and quite frankly, I think it's something that I know for me personally, but I've seen it in kind of Western culture that we try to avoid. And it's this area of grief and loss. Um, I recently spent an entire weekend, my wife and I went away uh, on a marriage retreat to learn how to lament which we, we both laughed out loud when we signed up for it because we're like, nobody signs up for a, a marriage retreat to go and learn how to lament. Sure. But, but you said in your book that it's important for us to discover, and I love this line, the treasures hidden in yeah. grief and loss. Can you guide us here 
through this process of finding the treasures, staying long enough in our grief and loss and pain, long enough to discover the treasure, but not so long that it actually creates long-term damage. Because there are some people that just sit in it and never yeah. get get out of it. And, and, and I would love to know, do you have any ideas or advice on how to sit long enough in the grief and loss, but not so long that it creates long-term yeah. damage? Well, let me, let me say this. It's not, I, I don't, learning to grieve our losses God's way is indispensable to growing into a mature Christian. Yeah. Uh, you can't grow into a mature disciple without it. But the reason being, because it's everywhere in scripture. I mean, loss is just part of life. And uh, as you said, there's treasures in grief and loss. So again, remember we have two thirds of the Psalms are laments, a whole book called Lamentations. Jesus was called man of sorrows. I mean, it's a really big theme in, mm. in scripture. So, uh, so there's a biblical way that we process them. And yeah, you know, the, the culture, understand the culture does what I did. I'm sure you did it. We, we suppress it. We repress it. We medicate, we distract, we get into addictive behaviors, anything to not have to lean into loss and grief. Who wants to lean into grief and loss? It's painful. <laughs> so, so our natural tendency is to move away from it. Yeah, but but you, what you see in scripture is is a true spirituality moves into it in Jesus, you know, with God. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, it requires one. I begin. I, I let myself feel it. That's number one. Uh, and if you don't do feelings, like I didn't, I don't know what your history was. We didn't do feelings, Did, especially no, sadness. We didn't do I had, sadness. I had two, Pete. I had frustration and anger. That's the two feelings yeah. that I knew until I yeah. discovered the emotions wheel, and I'm yeah. like, oh, there's. There's actually more feelings than just those two. Exactly. And so um, learning to feel pain is critical. Mm. Oh, it's a starting point. And we see that in David. We see that in Jesus. We see that in Job. We see it everywhere. Jeremiah. I mean, it's just biblical. God feels. Jesus feels. Yeah. And yeah. That, that was a quite a discovery for me that I I, I was not, again, I my human, we're human beings. What makes us human is we feel. When you stop feeling, you'll be dead. And then we wait on God with it. We bring it to God like David did. We, 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 we're, we're, you know, uh, we, we bring it to him. So we, so God, so the grief and loss can work in us and on us. And we wait on God for the, something new to be birthed. That's the third phase of allow the old to birth something new. Now, some people never go to new. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus. That's the whole point of the gospel. He's alive. And there's always a new thing yeah. um, out of death. Uh, there are lessons and truths and revelations that can only be found in grief and loss. Mm-hmm. Depth comes out of grief and loss. Uh, when I meet people who don't want to go into the new, uh, they don't get, I mean, again, a biblical framework is I feel it. So I go down in the pit I, I, with God, I wait on him with it, but then I allow him to birth something new out of it. That's going to be different. And I love the book yeah. of Job. You know, it's, it's like he comes out at the 35 chapters. He's different. You know, he's got a new, he, now he says, I don't just, think I, I see you he I, I, I see you now because I, I heard of you in the past and there's a, it's a different relationship and he remarries he's got children again he's got a different kind of wealth from it's, 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 it's a new beginning it's like the disciples is a death and then there's a resurrection and in the same way every death brings a resurrection but this is a slow process and we we grow in our ability to absorb and uh, I'll say you know to process loss. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like becoming a master artist or a master musician or a master craftsperson. 
you go through an apprentice, you become a journeyman, a journeywoman, and you go into being a master. It takes years yeah. to grow into a master of, of, of loss. The whole world is going through loss right now. Do you realize that? I mean, right. Every human being is losing. I don't care what your yes. age is. It's a universal experience. You'll lose everything when you see him face to face. But the beauty is that God is meeting us at all these phases. And so we see him face to face and we lose every earthly thing, all health and wealth and titles and relationships, everything. And we'll just be naked before God yeah. uh, when we see him face to face. So it's an incredibly significant, holy um, work. I was with a pastor just you know today talking with him about his losses. And, uh, you know, he said his, his dominant attitude is anger. And he's, he goes back to the way he lost his dog when he was 11 to, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's 39 years old. We've had a lot of losses up to this yeah. point. And, uh, but predominant, I would say response for him has been pure anger. 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 Yeah. God, you dished out enough. Why don't you spread the pain and suffering around to some yes. other people? Yeah. So yeah. absorbing it, surrendering to God, letting it, you know, form him, break him, make yes. him soft. And he recognizes it, he's not allowed that to happen. And that his work is to position himself so that God can actually transform him through his losses and not make him hard of heart yeah. closed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's good. Well, I could, I've got tons of follow-up questions around grief and loss, but that's a big one, isn't it? But that's a big one, mate. So we got to move on. One of the things that you talk a lot about, not just in EH discipleship, but in just in your teaching in general, is this idea of Benedict's rule of life or this trellis that we hang our practices from, yeah. these rhythms that we develop. Can you do a couple of things, Pete? Can you share your current rule of life, high level? What are the things that are included in that? And then I, I recognize that every leader has to discover their own rule of life and, and begin to develop that. But are there some foundational practices that you're like, man, every, every leader needs to have these foundational practices as a part of that rule of life. So share with us your current one, but then maybe yeah. what are some foundational practices? Yeah. So, so I actually did a lot of work on this. I, I discovered it when I was started visiting monasteries mm -hmm. uh, and realizing, oh, they all, they all have a rule of life, Dominicans, yeah. Franciscans, Benedictines. Uh, and that is a, a kind of a rule is the ancient Greek word means for like a trellis of grapevine with grapes on it growing upward and outward. And so they had a general rule of life that they all kind of would subscribe to as a community. And then they would work it out individually for each one of them. Yeah. I said, oh, each, each church, as I finally realized, oh, I have a, I have a, we all have a way that we're following Jesus. Yes, and I, and the the general Benedictine categories, Benedict's rule is the most famous one in the West. If you read the rule of Benedict, it's very interesting. It's very short, but it's basically got four major categories: prayer, rest, relationships, and work. And uh, the goal is to keep Jesus at the center all of life. Mm -hmm. And I just took those categories and I began to just play with it for our church, our local church, and then for me personally. And over the years, we developed it as kind of a a little tool to slow people down um, and develop a conscious way of following Jesus that would keep him at the center of everything we say and do. So for me, let's take the four categories. I'll take, you know, prayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So under prayer for me would be 
uh, I do daily offices. So morning, yes. midday, yes. evening, I pause to be with Jesus. Um, there's silence built in into my mornings in particular. I'll do a you know good 20, 25 minutes of just silence before the Lord. I'm going to meditate. I meditate on scripture. You know, I'm, I do, you know, I'm always doing scripture as part of my morning prayer time. Um, in my prayer category would be, um, uh, I'll, I'll stop. Let me stop there. There's lots I could say there, but that's yeah. a few yeah. core things, daily offices, silence, scripture. Um, and then under rest, I have Sabbath, weekly Sabbath. Um, under rest, I have, uh, you know, healthy vacations, mm -hmm. uh, limiting social media, uh, limiting speaking, uh, I have reading broadly because I love reading. Mm -hmm. uh, very important to me. Um, getting out to nature, hiking, biking. I'm going to go for a bike ride after we finish our podcast yeah. Uh, yeah. today. So those are some core things in my rest that give me rest. Um, oh, yeah. You know, exercising five, six times a week. And then under relationships, obviously, I've got Jerry and my four daughters and their spouses and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. uh, but cultivating, um, Jerry and I have certain practices as a couple. Uh, we call skin to skin, you know, and regularly and um, uh, again, making what's important to each other, her important to me. It's on my mm -hmm. relationships. I've got some you know, good friends to hang out with that we go on vacation with her, her family, a lot of time with her extended family. I meet with my siblings on Zoom yeah. you know, every day. So I've got some friendship things on there, relationships. Uh, our team is on there. And then work, I, I don't worry about work with pastors and leaders, but it's, again, it's limiting the box. Because if you add something to the box on work, the key thing, yeah. the key thing of, of, of Benedict was balance. Yeah. That you had four boxes. And actually, you, you can go on our website. We've got a free kind of a, what do you call it? It's, a, uh, it's an experience you can do. I give you handouts and a video and how do you develop your own craft, your own rule of life. And I, yeah. I would check it out at emotionallyhealthy.org slash team and you can look at okay. something that how to craft a rule of life but it's something that has levels to it right it's mm -hmm. it's a but it's it's worth looking into because we need our, our culture has no rhythm our culture has no structure and it's like just being bombarded day and night but this is like oh oh wait a second I, i'm going to build a rhythm in my life with god back to being and doing so because i want jesus to be at the center of everything I do. All of life is about Jesus. So I don't leave Jesus when I go on, quote, vacation, when I'm doing recreation. No, my life is Jesus. It's all integrated. All of life, we like to say, is sacramental and holy. Yeah. So rule yeah. of life is a, a great tool to help slow us down, uh, get off the you know 24-7, always overloaded, always going, and begin to build a rhythm into our days and weeks. Yeah. And it really ties in Pete with the, the discussion we had just a moment ago about limits and, and beginning to see these four categories. And I would encourage people that are listening, we'll put it in the show notes to go check out the resource that's available at emotionallyhealthy.org. Pete, as we begin to wrap up this conversation, there are some people that are probably listening to the podcast and they have been personally and significantly transformed by some of the teachings of VHD, but they now desire to see that flow out of them to their organization or their church or other individuals around them. How would you suggest bringing this to your organization or church? Well, we always want to suggest you first bring it to you. Yes. <laughs> bring it to yourself yeah. because 
we don't want to just bring a program to our ministries. Uh, we've got lots of that. That hasn't worked real well for us. So it's going to be a slow process beginning with you, then your team, and then your ministry or organization. Or, uh, so I, I would say, I mean, this podcast is a nice, little, it's a nice start. Sure. Uh, I would encourage you to, um, again, different levels, right? I, you've been through, uh, I, I would encourage you to pick up the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course. We eventually had developed, we felt a, a, a tool that was, that was programmatic without it being a program. Sure. Even in our own church over the years, we had to put a stake in the ground of saying, no, we are about serious discipleship. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, and, and that everyone in our church, this, this is the anchor we anchor ourselves on. So we developed this course called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. It's got two parts, our emotionally healthy spirituality and emotionally healthy relationships. And it's really an experience of the theology because this podcast is great. You're going to maybe read the book. That's great. Yep. We want to move at some point into an experience of the, the theology itself. So I would look into that and I would, again, just go through it for yourself, maybe a few other people, then with your team. I wouldn't, please don't just rush and bring this into your ministry because yeah. then what's going to happen, it just becomes a program and it's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. You get it into you and that's you transforming you and then your team. Then when you bring it to the broader church, it's going to actually have some life to it. Yeah. Um, and it'll bring, bring its effect, which is we're about mission. We are about mission. We want to bring Jesus to the world. That's our calling, but it's got to come out of us doing what Jesus did, which is he made disciples three to 12 and 70 out of which the, you know, he, he went slow and we're here as a result, 2000 years later. Yeah. Uh, But again, we've got a bunch of, and also to help somebody get started, you know, we've got a lot of free stuff on our website because our ministry is to serve you to get started. And so I would, just look at some of the team experiences that are there for your leadership teams. They're free. Mm-hmm. You get a taste of things like genogram and Sabbath and a rule of life and one of the relationship skills, um, just to kind of get you into the universe. It's a whole universe, you know. It's yeah. a. It, 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 there's nothing untouched once you get into this level of discipleship because you're. I, I would say you're getting from shallow to serious discipleship. Yeah. Uh, and and God wants to set you free. That's the beautiful thing about it. But it is a bit messy sometimes as God begins to tinker with things on Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Pete, this has been such a joy. I've got one last question and then I'm going to ask you to just share with us how people can follow along and keep in touch with you. But my last question is this, if you had one thing that you hope leaders catch from this conversation or even the new book that you've just released, What's burning in your heart right now that you want leaders to hear most? The most loving thing you can do for the people you serve is to invest in yourself, your discipleship with Jesus. Mm. So whether that involves listening to a podcast, reading a book, attending a conference, going for days alone with God, um, having a vacation, taking a sabbatical, um, going to a therapist, a spiritual director, a mentor, uh, that you're investing seriously in your development in Jesus. You're maturing in Jesus. That needs to be number one on your job description. If you'll Mm -hmm. do that, then um, you move to everything else after that. Yeah. But 
that's probably the greatest thing in my heart because but to, to be able to not see this is not a waste of time this is not an interruption you are the most important work in the church mm. and don't worry about the strategy and the program first god will yeah. unfold that that's the easy part the yeah. difficult part is your interior life mm. leading myself and leading yourself is the greatest challenge facing us mm. uh, and i think we can expect there to be consistent cascading crises mm. uh, that we'll be confronting in the years and decades to come and so getting equipped to be a, a solid rock or on the rock of jesus in the midst of storms being calm i think i'm uh, you know i was on a Mark 13 today and Jesus being at the end of the world, you know, and he just said, mm. be calm, you know, do, do your assigned task, yeah. you know, basically, but relax, yeah. so, you know, temples may be falling, earthquakes, famines, wars, rumors of wars, just relax, just do what I've given you to do. Yeah. And being in that place and getting in that place and staying in that place is the greatest gift the world uh, can receive from you. Yeah. Pete, this has been super special as you just shared that thought it reminded me of something that has stuck with me for the last five years from our good friend, Lance Witt. He said to me, Jason, the greatest gift you can give the world is the gift of your healthy soul, your kids, your wife, your organization, your team, all those things. So, and it stuck with me primarily because it pops up on my phone about every four to five hours. I have an alarm system where that quote comes up and just reminds me it's the greatest gift that we can give the world. So, and that's what we're all about here at the podcast is we want to help people reach their goals, but we want to hear them equally say at the same time with authenticity, it is well with my soul. So we're so grateful for your time, Pete. How can people get a hold of you? How can they follow along, track with you online? Yeah, I mean, I'm on, like? I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Pete Scazzaro, but I've yeah. got our website, www.emotionallyhealthy.org. Uh, and I, you know, great place to start, take that little inventory, uh, take an assessment it takes about 15 minutes. Am I an emotional infant, child, adolescent, or adult? It's a free, uh, assessment online. Uh, and just take it to get a sense of where you are and get on the journey. And yeah, I mean, we're here to serve you. And I hope that you'll be in touch with Jason and others on this journey. Uh, as God's doing, I trust a very new thing on the earth and I'm glad to be a part of it. Thanks so much, Pete, for your time. Really appreciate it. Jason, thank you. God bless you. Well, this has been a super special conversation packed with so much insight and wisdom. I love how Pete described what is burning on his heart right now. He said it this way, the most loving thing you can do for the people you serve is to invest in yourself and your first work should be that of developing your own personal relationship with Jesus. I love that and I hope that this conversation has played a part in doing just that for you. Additionally, if you would like to continue developing your understanding of this content, we have an Emotionally Healthy Discipleship Masterclass with Pete coming up soon for leaders, and I would love for you to be a part of that. You can connect with me on social media or shoot me an email, and I can let you know how you can participate in that upcoming masterclass. Coming up next on the podcast, we're going to be talking to a leader who has a passion to see young adults care for their souls while reaching their goals. And I can't wait to share his insights with you. Before I go, though, I want to make sure you don't miss any conversations like this one. So if you haven't already done so, 
I want to invite you to go over to my website, jasonperkoperkins.com. On the homepage, you can sign up for our weekly email, and that notifies you of all the content when it's released and also some helpful resources in reaching your goals without losing your soul. That's what this podcast is all about. We just want to see an entire generation reach their goals and at the same time hear them say, it is well with my soul. I love hearing from people that are enjoying the podcast or have questions about soul care and reaching your goals. So make sure to hit me up through my social media platforms. You can see me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Jason Perko Perkins or you can just shoot me an email. My email address is hello at jasonperkoperkins.com. Also, I want to invite you, if you are finding these conversations helpful, I bet you'd know somebody that would find them helpful as well. And want to encourage you to share the conversations with them. One of the best ways you can get the word out about the conversations, about the podcast, is to leave us a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. That is super helpful. That helps us to get these conversations out to as many people as possible. I just want to say a huge thanks as we wrap up today for carving out a half an hour or so of your time to listen to the podcast and to invest in your own life and your own soul and leadership. I can't wait to share this next conversation with you around young adults next week. Until then, cheers. You've been listening to Perko's podcast. Join us next time for more insights on strategy, leadership, and soul care to help you reach your personal, professional, and spiritual goals while at the same time not losing your soul. In the meantime, make sure to connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.